previously on Starlight Outer Worlds. After escaping their pursuers with a risky interstellar jump, the crew of the Meadowlark headed to the planet Larsa to turn in a bounty and repair the hull breach they sustained on the way. Landon delivered his captive, Mazrin Kerr, to the Justice Building, cashing in a substantial bounty after an equally substantial amount of paperwork for the Territorial Enforcement Agency. The rest of the crew met up with Kennard's old associate Skag, a grizzled mechanic who agreed to work on the ship, and who suggested a cheap place in town for the crew to lay low. As Landon left the secure TEA office, he was viciously assaulted by a team of goons and just barely managed to fight them off. Regardless of who sent them, their work is done, and now Landon lies beaten and bruised on the floor of the Justice Building. following scenes go by in a haze. The crowd that had gathered around you in the, in the building where you were jumped by those guys uh, in one of these uh, judicial buildings here, someone's helping you, pulling you aside. Very quickly, uh, medics are brought up, and later you... So maybe you fade out of consciousness, yep. and then uh, you come back to, you're actually on a gurney being kind of rolled down a hallway. All right. And... People talking to you, you know, you okay, buddy? You okay, buddy? We got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And you're, you're fine, but you can really... You, I you mean, can, I don't feel great. You don't feel fine's great. A, fine's a strong word. They've, but there's, but there's, yeah, they're they're handling you and mm-hmm. um, injecting you with things. And they've got your, your head kind of braced steady against this, <laughs> against this gurney. And then you kind of black out again. Later, you are rolled into a... Uh, a medical room there's mm-hmm. doctors around you you can hear the kind of the soft blips and bleeps and yep. low tones of mm-hmm. nurses and doctors do i see anything i mean yeah land it's not super with it but i am curious is there a sigil or a sign on this group that might tell me how they're affiliated like is this a corporate medical sort of station or setup is this some sort of this is no this is the city okay. this is basically the uh, Larsa City uh, Hospital. Uh, yeah, okay. That, I think, puts Landon at ease enough. Am I conscious enough to, like, use my comm at all? I move my arms or something? You don't have it with you. Mm. You, you. You can speak as they get you prepped for this. And this uh, does it uh, seem like I'm going to surgery, surgery or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I think briefly about how I should probably text Elta or, or ping her on, on comms, but... I realize I don't know my comms on me, and then I think I probably just black out again. Yeah, you probably do. <laughs> As they bring over various things and start wrapping you and scanning you. And... Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, fade out. Yeah, we fade out. So, Elta and Kennard and Chifchoff, I believe you were all like getting packed up and excited about leaving. Mm-hmm. So, you got a tip from Skag about uh, a place to stay in one of the more fun districts in downtown. So I'm imagining you uh, rolling up in an auto cab and uh, taking your bags up to your little hotel. I mean, I think I run up and poke around the room, see if there's 
anything like a mini bar or a <laughs> snack fridge, which probably doesn't exist. But. Well, yeah, I'm imagining that maybe the, the one that he sent you to was probably pretty bare bones. There's not even an attendant, but there's a there's a door, a key yeah. code, and there's um you know there's like a an entryway of sorts that has vending machines. So yes, which if you'd like something to drink, that can happen. Okay, no, just slightly disappointed about his um, idea of fun, but that's fine. Still, still got to have a place to put our stuff. Oh, I will say probably your com, both of your comms would have buzzed at some point because I would have wired your cut of mm. the TEA bounty to y'all. Okay. Maybe even before you said, hey, we have a place, or you gave me an address, but mm-hmm. I think I would have done that basically right before I got into the scrap that I got into. Yeah. So you know you have money. I, That's I'm, all. I'm flush right now, which is exciting. You are in a room. Uh, Chifchoff has a room that is um, a couple doors down. Mm-hmm. And actually, Chifchoff maybe has offered to Canard... Um, you want to bunk with me? Yes. That would be acceptable. They know that you don't really take up much space, so it's not too much of a an inconvenience. And then they've gotten used to working with you as well. So. Yes. Yeah. But Elta... I probably wouldn't hang out in the room very long and would want to go out and see what's around town. I'd probably be excited about like the equivalent of an arcade or <laughs> something like that. Um... <laughs> Um, I'm also just not sure, like, because we haven't had much downtime here, if there's anything specific to Newport, if there's anything unique to the city, I'd probably do that. The city is up on this mesa, and it's, most of the city is kind of a, kind of a crescent shape, kind of lined up on the edge of this, um, so it's more like a terrace, because it keeps getting up higher behind you, and there's more forested behind you, but before you, uh, let's say if you were looking toward the ocean, there are successive levels of kind of lower land, the other thing that uh, is very notable about the city and this planet is the strange volcanic formations that happen. Mm. So it's got this particular geology uh, in which when um, uh, volcanic magma breaks through, it tends to arc up and uh, create these formations. Instead of like building successively higher um, mountains, instead it makes these arches, you know, like several or dozens, uh, and just bigger than buildings kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know, that are uh, really kind of striking. Yeah. That terrain seems to me like it would have a really robust racing scene. I was thinking that too. I, I didn't want it to be pod racers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't say pod racing because or LucasArts is going to sue us. But basically, yeah, that sounds like something that Alta would really enjoy would be renting a little small speed craft where I could race around those and kind of poke around and also just like do some fun tricks beat some punks it sounded like it was getting dark so i don't know if that's the time or if there's a good uh i don't know yeah the the rhythm of the the days and nights are they don't always meet with everyone's biological schedule so it just kind of depends on the week things might be happening at night things might be happening during the day oh yeah that actually relates to um, a new move i took Ooh. Well, yeah, this is great. So maybe this is an opportunity to tell me. Um, I think you said you leveled up. I did. So what move did you take? Yeah, I took a move called I Know a Place. So when recalling a place with a specific resource or service, world plus logic, I roll to see if I know it and if it's still there. So it's a good way to, since I've been around a lot, 
find things that are going on or that I need, which I think could work here and maybe not <laughs> its originally intended place, but the service as in a underground a racing ring. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Semi- something, something where I could like maybe be able to roll in on a race because I assume it's not necessarily open to everybody or you need a, somebody to vouch for you or something yeah. like that. Okay. I love it. Speaking of leveling up, uh, I want to give Canard a chance because I think you've leveled up as well. Yes. I took uh, one of us, which gives me the ability to converse with modern and high-tech devices directly. So, yeah, what would that kind of advantage then mechanically does that give you? Yeah, so um, I can engage with them just like I might engage with another NPC, but I roll logic to manipulate my target instead of subtle. Okay, yeah, that sounds super useful. Cool. Uh, Canard, so Chifchoff, you know, has offered you a, a, a space in, in this. It's, it's already kind of a small room, but yeah, <laughs> uh, they don't seem to care. And, and Chifchoff is kind of going on a little bit about the maybe what they're interested in doing. And you, you hear them talk about getting some food to eat and going out, listen to some music, maybe go out to some place, meet some other Corthy and just get some downtime. So that's they're not really like asking you about what they're going to do, but they're letting you know. So Chifchoff uh, says that you're, you're welcome to come along. Thank you, Chifchoff. That's generous. I'd be glad to follow along with you. And I take the bug out bag that Landon asked me to bring, and I just drop it on the, the floor. And I will send to the secure drop of Landon's the code that he would need to be able to access the room. Okay. I'm just assuming there's a third room that uh, has, already, has also been booked. Don't, don't look at me. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, My third room's the hospital. <laughs> uh, yeah, Landon hasn't gotten back to you, but uh, you know, probably a lot of paperwork, you can imagine. At this point, I think Landon actually is doing paperwork, to be fair. Sure. So, but Elta, were you already out the door um, exploring at this point? I probably would swing by and... And say, like, hey, I think I'm going to go check out the racing scene. I hear um, down in the arches there's some really cool driving to do or flying. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my gosh, that sounds amazing. You're not going to do it on an empty stomach, though, are you? <laughs> that would be unwise. Or unless I take my turns too tight and then I don't have anything to throw up. <laughs> but no, I like the sound of grab food first. Um I'm going to take you to a place. You're going to love it. Okay. I'm, I'm excited about that. Let's cut back to Landon. <laughs> so, Landon, you have come to in a small hospital room. It's, uh, it's pretty basic, but it still has uh, many high-tech medical amenities. Mm-hmm. And you have been sort of... Um, bundled up you can feel this stuff like around your torso and Mm. like these heavy bandages around your limbs as well you've been kind of in and out of sleep uh the pain comes and goes but it's they've definitely i'm on the good drugs yeah the good drugs right Mm -hmm. that's right that's great wow um it's expensive the uh yeah and you actually had a short visit from the tea clerk who helped Mm you you don't remember his name but he basically says stay stay here Take the time you need to recover, courtesy of the TEA. There will still be plenty of bad guys when you are ready. All right, great. I appreciate it. 
so basically they're covering oh yeah you, you know that like i could sue the heck out of these guys are you kidding me uh, of course they're covering it yeah but maybe it was an unarmed zone i got jumped by four goons the they're, laws being the way they are yes yes i mean i don't know that i could win in court i i like to think that i made a friend with this guy but the cynical part of landed's mind also realizes like they don't want this sort of thing to be super well known that this like just happens it's I imagine it's bad for the reputation mm-hmm. of, the, of the TEA. Well, actually, the the facility is controlled by just the general city law enforcement, Larsa City Law Enforcement. So, mm. like, which is sort of semi-military at this point, by the way. Mm. They, yeah, they do actually. Um, it is a a, a a dark spot, you know. I, I just know how these things work. I, I'm going to look at the guy, and the unsaid, you know, thing between the two of us is. It would be nice if this didn't get out super like super widespread. Yeah. Like it's a, we both realize it's a little bit of an embarrassment, and I give him a look to sort of say that yeah we're square. Okay. He gives you a, a, a just a brief nod, and and then on his way out just oh, oh. I raise up yeah I kind of half heartedly like go to raise my arm as he's leaving, and I go kind of. Can I keep that stick? He just smiles to himself, and um, out of the satchel that he had with him, he just yeah. kind of comes back and just puts it on the uh, little uh, stand next to you. <sighs> yeah. I think I'm, I'm able to kind of drift off and relax now. Okay. That was the one thing on your mind? Yeah. Well, we're going to text your friends or... Landon likes tying up loose ends, and I... <laughs> okay. He's, he's just, like, in that bed, like, smiling That's as he's so... cuddling the stick. <laughs> I don't have my comms. I don't know. Fair enough. I also okay. have no idea. I don't really know how much time has passed, I don't think, at that point. Um, I Like, I you... I didn't choose to look at a clock. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, yeah, I guess you don't unless um, you really pay attention or something you attend to. I think, I think at this point, I'll just... fits better if I just drift off now. I think that's what... I don't think Landon's all there yet. Maybe... In the morning, he'll okay. get it together. That's good. You concentrate on the healing. I love it. So let's cut back to you, Elta, Canard, and Chifchoff. You have wandered down the street a little bit and taken a few corners. Uh, Chifchoff is leading the way. The The street lights are coming on, and it's actually there's a, this kind of fun energy. This is the biggest city for several hops, you know like several planetary systems where you could go like this is a actually has formed into a young new vibrant cultural center chifchoff leads the way and you're starting to get a feel for the place uh some of the the streets are more like walkways you know promenades or something and there are other streets that are dedicated for vehicle traffic uh, this long crescent uh, that the city forms so it's fairly narrow in most most spots, and it's it, usually it's not too far of a walk to get to the to the the cliffs um, and of, of this mesa. And anyway, so there's different kinds of vehicles and people and buildings. Most of them are really just like one or two stories. There are some taller ones, but it's still kind of a a, a short, rambling, small city. <laughs> so they lead you up to this place and. There's this uh, window outside where people are ordering food, 
and a a menu on a digital board. Chifchoff makes some recommendations, but mostly they just say it's all good. Is the crowd pretty diverse here? That's a great question. Yeah, there's still, uh, humans would be the most prominent, but there are um, lots of Korthi. There are also uh, a number of other uh, species that you, uh, most of which you've seen, maybe some you haven't seen before. There are the Ronak, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the sort of taller, broader ones, yeah, mm-hmm. that have kind of a sturdy face and broad shoulders. You also have the reptilians, or there, that's the closest thing that, uh, that uh, Terrans would f- have an analog for. They sort of reptilian, they're bipedal. Uh, and there's a couple of um, species from their planet. Hmm. There's this other species that uh, is bipedal and kind of uh, stocky and actually has two heads. And these heads, they operate semi-independently. Sometimes they're in sync and sometimes they're sort of looking other ways. Each head has a single eye on it. And the eyes are the more like, they're more like compound eyes. They're not like a regular mammalian eye, but they're sort of, <laughs> yeah, more multifaceted eyes. And, and each, but they each have their own mouth. And they tend to wear more like these uh, robes and uh, f- flowing coverings. You find them more like on, on big stations or cities where there's um, it's kind of commerce going on. Or just more professional positions kind mm, of thing. White collar. They don't tend to be... You don't tend to find them out in the margins. Yeah, more white collar. That's a good way to put it. White collars. Yeah, you're right. I'm not being inclusive. You got me. <laughs> nice. And there are some others. Uh, and there you've, you do see some other shapes that are in full, like, closed in environmental suits because they need a little bit of assistance, uh, life support uh, in this environment. <laughs> sure. Landon's in a similar boat right now. I, I get it. Good answer. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, this particular restaurant has a little place inside where you can pick up your food, and then it even has like a rooftop where you can eat. Classy. You know, really simple tables, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's not so classy, but it's a, it's a nice touch. There's a place to sit down, so that's yeah. classy. <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> well, and you can see that you've passed by, and that you can see once you get up onto the the, mm-hmm. the, the rooftop here. There are some other places that look pretty sketchy and dumpy, and there are some other places that look a little more high scale, nicely decorated, and the people that are going in there look a bit more hmm, dressed up. But maybe a little stuffy, I would yeah. Um So the food is delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything in particular that you uh, had in mind that you might get? Oh gosh, I was just thinking something kind of fried and squishy and... Mm sweet and also salty my main <laughs> you just, main criteria <laughs> you don't need to know what it is you, yeah, yeah you, just, it is. you just pointed at this out that and that and that on the menu mm-hmm. yeah it, it's all good because the food is so fresh here Ooh. the things that they grow the i mean in that case then probably fresh produce would be pretty exciting yeah. too mm. like, yeah you had something <laughs> Like fruit or something. Whoa. Fruit salad. Whoa. Yeah, yeah pretty it's, exciting. It's, it's over the top. It's, it's mm-hmm. so good. So Chifchoff gets some slightly different, not so into the uh, fruits, but likes the um, vegetables and a uh, little cooked meat and live insects and grubs and things that uh, kind of squirming around. Mm. Um, I know it's probably not your favorite, but I highly recommend it. Do they have any that aren't still moving? 
Yeah, let me go get you one. <laughs> and Chif Jeff goes off to, to get another dish. Okay. That's that is the cooked version. Canard, any uh anything you'd like to do? Well, oh, of course, just stand there. There's no reason for me to take a seat. But while the organics are refueling, I'll take advantage of the time to scan the local networks. I'm most interested to see if I can find any sort of public report or board uh, of arrivals. Excuse me, can can you get some more drinks for us here? We're all out and no one's been attending to our table. I'm afraid you're an heir. I am not an employee here. I, well, okay, well, you shouldn't just look like that and just stand around like you're going to be helping people. Why not? It's free planet, isn't it? And this person just uh, just turns back to their table and they complain about you. Nice work. <laughs> you beat him. <laughs> no, it's not unusual. So, yeah, it's true. It has happened to you before, Kennard. But you're going online and uh, uh, tell me again. Yeah, I'm going to be looking for uh, any sort of uh, local board or report where they're keeping a record of ship arrivals. I'm interested to see if anything that would be similar to the ship that is pursuing us is uh, detected entering the system. Okay, so you start searching um, the relevant information. You don't have a lot to go on because that ship was running, you know, uh, silently, as it were. They weren't, you know, sending transponder codes, etc. Totally typical. So it's mainly that the it's mainly the sort of outline of the ship that you need to go off and kind of search against other uh, comparable visual aspects. So you're going to see if you can keep working your way into other sources of information that are online. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Did they hail us? They attempted to hail. But we didn't answer them. So Elta just. Press the hang-up button. <laughs> just press the punch-it button. Yeah, I just didn't answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So, Elta, you have enjoyed this meal with Chifchoff and maybe even this other dish. I tried it. If it was crunchy and salty, then I probably didn't think it was too bad. And seasonings that you don't experience very often. It's actually, yeah, it's pretty tasty if you don't think about it too hard. No, I, I won't think about it too hard. Elta, were you interested in seeing if there was any action tonight? Yeah, I, I'd i be interested in looking for a race. Um, it occurs to me I might need a vehicle <laughs> um, if I were yeah. to race. So that might be the first thing I look into is trying to find a... Uh, I don't know if I can rent a... <laughs> The skimmers that the military um, personnel drive seem like maybe a good candidate. If I could find like a, I don't know, secondhand one of those, or if one could, uh, if I knew where they were parked and could take one for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, that would be an option. You could, mm-hmm. you could steal uh, one. Yes. Borrow. You could borrow one from. The, but from the military might be a bit more yeah, yeah, dangerous. They might not like that. You yeah, looking looking on the looking on Gnosis, it does look like you could rent one. Yeah, but there may not even be any races to go to. Do you want to do a roll first and find out what's going on? Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, and I I guess I have um plus one on this from my assess roll when I was coming into town. I could does that make sense or oh. That's right. We yeah. you got a plus one next. 
uh, when you were assessing the your your options for landing? Yeah, so I don't know if that gives me oh, a let's, sense let's go ahead and use of, it. of the town, or if that makes sense. If not, that's fine too. Yeah, give you a little bit of an edge. Yeah, you didn't okay. get to use it last time, so go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to roll. I know what place. Okay, and that's plus logic. Great. That's an uh, 8, 9, 10 with the plus 1. So, okay. got to go. So, what happens on a 10? Um, so, on a 10, it's about like I remembered, and I've got a good contact. Yeah, the, the racing scenes, I think, kind of near the edge of these cliffs and... You know, there's a specific bluff that people kind of meet under. Um, it sounds like this isn't your first time doing illegal street racing. I mean, I've at least watched them before. It's, I mean, I'm not judging you. Yeah. Landon doesn't know. <laughs> Tell me about your contact. Is it a human or um, I common think, species? A member of the reptilian race that you mentioned. They do have a presence here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... I think I probably bumped into them before on the planet, and they mentioned that they were part of this, and I probably tagged along last time and watched them race. I don't think I've raced before, but I've been excited to give it a try. That's right. So you do have a contact. Good. That person's name is Vakat. Vakat Mufklik. Oof. It's killer. It's great. Yes, but they do not go by that. And with... A brief exchange, you get confirmation that there is going to be a, some racing tonight. Okay. It's Exciting. going to be a few hours, though. I That's probably good. I need to figure out how to um, participate Yeah. without a vehicle. I mean, it's possible that once you get there, you mm. could weasel your way in yeah. and borrow someone's, but there's no guarantee. Mm-hmm. You probably have to be there in person and convince someone because mm-hmm. they don't know you so well. But obviously, yeah, safer to just rent one ahead of time. But they may not be of the... Um, caliber. Caliber, that's right. Yeah, I'm a little concerned with that. You were finishing off some kind of a sweet, fruity dessert that you wish you could get on Bathus. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Chifchoff says, So I hear you ran into your father on the asteroid. Um, yeah, I ran into is a strong word. Oh. He was there. Oh. Uh, I guess there wasn't much time to visit. No, not not a lot of time for visiting. We uh, just you know, had a job to do, and the, he wasn't part of it. Well, well, maybe next trip you can spend more time with your parents. Um, maybe. We, we could think about doing that for mm-hmm. some reason. I don't know why, but we we could do that, hmm. or not, or we could do something more interesting. Oh. <laughs> I'm squirming. <laughs> and... Oh well, yeah, you know, you're you're sure are busy, and you know, it's your own business. Yep, I'm busy. Uh, mention that you wanna look into getting a I don't know. I'm wondering, basically, if Chifchoff can help me find a ride. Or Canard. That's true, Canard could. I was thinking Chifchoff as a mechanic might have some connections here. Chifchoff might be able to juice up anything that you find. That's true. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good plan. Hmm. Well, well, I don't know. I kind of had other plans tonight, but uh, 
yeah, if you if you get a if you get a skimmer soon, I'll take a look at it, see what I can do. Yeah, that'd be great. I just make sure that they're not trying to fleece me or something. Sell me something second rate. Oh, for sure. Or rent me something second rate. I'm not buying it. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay. Well, I figured that's something I could find. Like I could look up a business. So I probably want to go do that and see if there's things for for rent that are of decent quality. Yeah. You see that anything that looks like it might be at any quality is going to be pretty expensive. Like they're mm. trying to sell these. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but m- the vast majority is like used and um, or someone desperate to make a little money off of their off of their junker by renting it to you. You take one for a test drive. You don't need to rent it. <laughs> <laughs> then it could be nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try that. <laughs> I think I might need to uh, manipulate or something to convince somebody to let this kid. Yeah. Okay. So do the three of you show up at some like, you know, like late night shop? <laughs> Sorry. It's a great image. Keep painting a picture. Of I love it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> the three of us say, show yes. up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you take a cab to this. Um, yeah. It's essentially like a dealership mm-hmm. and they've got uh a variety of different kinds of vehicles from, from smaller to large. And yeah. And the attendant there, sort of a, a taller human that has a, you know, kind of what passes for a suit around here. It's still pretty casual, but mm-hmm. you know, um, Shorts. and, uh, yeah, flip flops and a sports is it, coat. Is it hot? Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's yeah. buggy and humid. I think we, that's right. Yeah. It's a, it's pretty nice right now, this time mm-hmm. of night but still a little bit humid. Okay, you're trying to convince this guy to mm-hmm. take this thing for for a test drive. Mhm. Yeah. He's um yeah, he's a little little wary and is looking at your, you know, make sure to to get your ID first. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm here on behalf of my employer actually. He's interested in purchasing a vehicle. Um this is <laughs> Uh, his resident mechanic here to make sure everything's in order, but he would like us to, you know, test drive the vehicle, make sure everything's in order, and yeah, it probably will take a couple hours though. So this one looks nice. Oh, oh, you have very fine taste, uh, young lady. Uh, this is quite nice. It's, uh, I think your employer will find it quite suitable. All the speed and maneuverability that you find in, uh, uh, of any of the other models in this floor, as well as uh, a certain certain sturdiness that you might need on uh, a planet such as ours that doesn't doesn't have the full um, traffic control amenities elsewhere. Hmm. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think um, I think I'd probably need to bring it over to them. They're really interested in making a purchase though soon, as long as they can see it um, in the next hour or so. Certainly, let's let's take a look at the paperwork. Uh, so, so let's have you do a manipulate. Yeah. And uh, yeah, why am I doing this? I'm not subtle. I don't know why you didn't hand that to Canard, but I love that you're going for it. Good for well, you. Canard might be able to help. Yeah. I was like the Canard's there in the room, just watching it happen. Yeah. Once he starts bringing up paperwork, I probably do glance over at Canard like, oh. <laughs> what, what I'll need it? to review the terms, please. 
Okay. I might roll to manipulate. Just like, go for is it. that helping me? Yeah, go for it. Ooh. Okay, that's an eight minus one because I'm not subtle. Seven. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I mean, Canard, you wouldn't be able to push it over into a ten with helping anyway. So uh, they'll do it, but only if you give them supporting evidence, a compromise or a favor first. Yeah, he says, uh, he basically says, like, well, I think we'll need a little bit of a deposit. So if I got paid enough to throw around a little bit of money. If you win the street race. That's true. You'll make more money. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Devil on my shoulder here. Yeah, if it's, if the deposit's within, you know, what I could afford with my recent. Yeah, it's fine. You've got enough to make a deposit. Oh, okay. No problem. Now, okay. if. If this skimmer doesn't come back, or if it's totally wrecked, then you will have blown all of the money you made and, and maybe owe a little bit more. Hmm. Well. Unless you make that up by winning the race. Yeah, that's true. No, I'm just worried about, like, paying off my ship repairs. Well, that's covered. That's covered? We okay. already knocked that We've off. We've already paid yeah, that that's money? Not, okay. That doesn't come then, out of your share. Then I'm willing to risk the rest of it just for some fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, a little bit of boring paperwork later, and you are outside with the skimmer, and Chiffchoff is just looking at awe in this thing. <laughs> well, I don't think you need me. There's not much I could do to this thing. Fair enough. Do you want to ride, or you're off to meet up with some folks? Yeah, I've got to... I'm going to meet up with some of my buddies, and... Sorry. <laughs> That's the collective noun for Corthy. <laughs> yeah, his buddies. A buddy, uh, a buddy of Corthy. <laughs> Spend some time with my friends and kind of go listen to some music and maybe get some dancing. Don't always get a chance like this. I know but, how much you love to dance. Uh, but, hope you have a great time. Mm, be careful. Sure. Have fun. Thanks. Can I, are you, uh, you can come yes. along if you want to. Partly I'll tell Chifchoff. Thank you. It's been delightful spending this time with you here. But I think I should go keep an eye. On our friend. I think that's a good idea. Hi folks, this is Molly. And this is Giuseppe. We just want to say thank you so much for listening to Starlight Outer Worlds. If you want, you can follow us on Instagram at Starlight Outer Worlds. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And it'd be awesome if you tell your friends about us. Yeah, and also, if you're interested in Starlight, the role-playing game, just a reminder that we've published a quick start guide, so you can pick that up on DriveThruRPG or itch.io. We've received way more support on that than we ever really expected, so thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy it. We also want to let you know that we're taking a break over the holidays, so look for our next episode January 16th, 2024. Yeah, we're taking a little time to rest and recharge, but we will be right back in the action before you know it. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Happy holidays! Landon. Yes. You have achieved consciousness yeah you're conscious there's very dim lights uh coming in through the the window mm -hmm. uh, and i think i've been thinking on on sort of landon is somebody who is fairly patient generally 
and we'll take action when it's ready to take it. But when you're bedridden in a hospital, uh, you still there are some. There's not a lot of distractions, and so it's easy to really think about how things have been going and yeah, reflect on the job and the people that he's been working with, relationships he's formed. So that's seems like it aligns with the trigger of the reflect move when you're confronted with the effects of your actions and consider your priorities. So yeah, I think that triggers if yeah. you if, let's let's if you do that so too. So um, answer the following. There's three questions for you. Mm-hmm. Did my hard choices prioritize something above my drive? My drive is seeking, uh, and I think my choices really prioritized my drive. I went and brought in Mazarin Kerr, even though that wasn't strictly part of the job. And I went to try to recover information from that data chip in the hopes that it might help me with some of the other seeking I've been doing. So, yeah. Okay, so no? Big, uh, yeah, big no there. Okay. Uh, does someone I respect think less of me now? No, I don't think so. If Elton knew that I deleted that data, maybe, but she doesn't know. So, no. Okay. Um yeah, I think that's reasonable. I'm trying to think if... Um, he got you know, to win his fight in front of a big crowd. Yeah, so. arguably I impressed people that... <laughs> I don't, you know don't that I, respect I don't know. them. Not the people I beat up, certainly. Uh, no, nobody nobody I respect thinks less of me. Yeah. And uh, do I wish things had gone differently? Largely no, but I am in a hospital, and we did delete the information from that drive, which would have been nice to have. So, so. yes. One yes. So roll plus soul and take a minus one for each yes. All right. So my soul is plus one. Uh, minus one makes that a straight flat roll. Oh, no. All right. That's a four on the dice, Thad. All right. On a six or less, you're having a crisis of faith. Reflect on a time you made the wrong decision. Suffer one stress. And pick one. Let me mark one stress first, which takes me up to six. My max was seven to take a trauma, but uh, when I leveled up, I chose to increase my grit. So now my max stress is eight. So I'm doing okay. All right. So, okay, thanks for the reminder. You leveled up and you chose an additional grit. Yeah. Awesome. I feel like I've been fighting a lot lately. Tough enough. So. Yeah. Thicker calluses on your knuckles now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we need to pick one here. Take reckless or dangerous action to reaffirm your identity, draw a new line to avoid repeating past mistakes, or shift your soul stat down by one. Hmm. How long have I been in the hospital? Hmm. It's been hours at this point. Okay. Four, five, six, you know. I think that the most interesting option here is to take reckless or dangerous action to reaffirm my identity. So I think the way that translates for Landon is he's going to sigh and kind of check himself a little bit and take a mental inventory. I think there's definitely some wounds. I think his arm is maybe a little beat up. Maybe it's broken. He's clearly not recovered, um, but I think he feels like time is too short is a sudden sort of anxiety that... I should be out there doing the work, um, not laying around while people are maybe in danger or people need my help. So I think he's going to get up, uh, maybe take a little bit of medical equipment out of here because he's not totally stupid, and he's going to try and check out of the hospital. Okay. It's times of the essence. All right. 
I'll check the address of my comms unit, but I don't want to bother Elta right now. So now, normally you would reflect on a time you made a wrong decision. Oh yeah, thank you. Totally forgot that from the prompt. I think that the thing that comes into play here that helps him make this choice is Landon's old thinks back on he in his younger days he worked station security on an orbital station that was pretty well trafficked a lot of turnover and they had a lot of latitude to how to do their job um sort of collectively as a like a law enforcement force and i think that there was a time where landon got a tip from somebody like fairly fresh on the force and he didn't act on it like until the next day like he got it near the end of the day sort of like okay well i'm off the clock bust these guys later or whatever and um went had a good time recharged refreshed came out of the next day and it turns out that like the people that were being trafficked there were just gone and they're just in the wind just taking that extra time for himself made that opportunity slip through his fingers and i think that's the wrong decision that really helped change the way that helped make landon press on in these situations and grit his teeth and move forward all right some memories that haunt you well, he tries to put on pants. He's not leaving in a hospital gown. Just asking to get robbed. I think he grabs the stick. And is sort of like, yeah, I'm making the right choice. You can't give up yet. You do that. You manage to fumble around, take off all of these like heavy wrapped things off of you. They're like yeah. reusable packs that like are like are helping important healing factors to your to yeah. your tissues. I'm gonna try and keep the one on my arm, because that seems like something I can get up and not disturb too much but yeah so much of this is just gonna have to go and with uh stoic determined uh trudge yeah so you, they can't stop you from leaving no. they discourage you from it and they follow you on the way out yeah. trying to ch- get you to change your mind yeah and i'll sign the like release forms and stuff and i think i have like a little bit of medical gear under my arm nothing Nothing nearly is, like, nothing that was going to get me all back to good like this would, but enough that, like, I can keep an eye on this arm and, like, do minimum sort of patching to myself over the next few days. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm strong. Uh, And you find yourself now out on the street outside the emergency room entrance. I hail an autocab and stare moodily into the middle distance. Okay. So... Cut to Elta and Kennard. There's enough room for you to ride on the back. This is a real, like, leaning forward racing bike with this cowling in front. Nice. Sleek. Uh, yeah, this suit's very sleek, aerodynamic, and it rides like a dream. Like, mm-hmm. Elta, you, it just hovers off the ground and just so steady until you hit the controls. And you're like already calibrated. It just feels like, yes, that's right what I needed to do to turn, to tilt, and to accelerate. So, yes, Elta's got this uncontrollable smile on her face. (laughs) (laughs) So, you follow the route and find yourself near this major tourist attraction when it's light and during the night home to other activities like uh, racing 
Uh, so it's the arches outside of the city, further down on another sort of large terrace-like mesa. And there are, yeah, there are sort of rips in the ground here and there where the volcanic eruptions occurred. Then there is also a lot of space in between them and underneath the arches. There are 20-some, 20 to 30 arches, at least 10 or 12 that are like like really large with really good ample space to have a course that goes underneath them. Mm. So they're varying sizes and overlapping in all these different directions. There's been some gathering and there's already some bikes you can see off in the distance with their lights spinning around here and there. Someone has gone down and they've thrown flares to mark these little checkpoints. Very cool. Just, just very like classic. Uh, yeah, Elta's done this before. Yeah, you've done this before. As you pull up, they're this cluster of um, other uh, skimmers and spectators. Vakat turns and walks over to you. I'm so glad you've made it. Elta, we finally get to see what you're made of. I'm glad I could make it too. I'm stoked to be hanging out with y'all. I like the course you've got set up here. Seems like a good time. And Vakat puts his hand out to, for sort of a, like a handshake and a hearty greeting. Yeah, and then kind of introduces you to some other folks there. Yeah, I make the round, say hi, make a, a light bet, or a moderate bet. You bet as much as you want. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll... Are there stakes to enter the race? Hope it's not the car. Oh, God. Yeah, there's a, there's a small stakes to the uh, operators of the venue, okay. the illicit venue, and they do have to pay off the cops to make this happen. Mm, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, short story, you have to buy in. Yeah, uh, that seems expected, so I go ahead and do that. And I, I don't know, do I get on my bike? <laughs> yeah, after... So you're going to be in race two. You've got five opponents, and you're looking around, the two of you, uh, assessing them. One of them is actually uh, a pair of racers, the Scud Twins, and they are Corthy, and they ride uh, one in front of the other, one piloting and the other as a supporting mechanic. There's another racer, a little mysterious, this humanoid, maybe human, but you're not sure because they're, they're always covered up with this large helmet and bulky riding armor and big boots. Whenever they communicate with people, it's always through this translator. And so, nice. uh, yeah, so their voice always comes through from the computer. And, and they're notable because... The skimmer that they're riding is like this cobbled together piece of, <laughs> of, of junk, it looks like. It's got pieces of different sizes, and it's all sort of trashy and rusty, or the equivalent of such, and scrapes and burns. Mm -hmm. And you're a little unclear on actually how the thing gets off the ground in the first place. The third one is this younger human. He calls himself Titan. And he's got, uh, underneath this slick helmet that tilts back, he's got this skin makeup on, on his hands and on his face. And it's got kind of these blue and gold colors and highlights. Mm. And you you connect it back to some popular action hero uh, that, that's recently, <laughs> recently popular. So there's a certain like segment of the culture that seems to be really in, into these. And so, what and so dork. this kid, yeah, this kid really comes across like he's brought the coolest style to, to the game. Uh, <laughs> to him, yeah. Other folks just call him the brat because he's a bit spoiled. And also, there's a human that goes by Panther. 
Panther has long black hair, and she's got nice equipment, the skimmer and the gear, but it's not too flashy. It just looks pretty solid, well-maintained, and she's, uh, she's not engaging in much trash talk, but she has this certain confidence around her. And finally, a fifth opponent goes by Greywing. This is a reptiloid that is a little bit older, and you've heard stories about her because she used to be a bit of a legend, uh, supposedly, in other parts of the uh, territory, and just never quit. <laughs> so, <laughs> a hard thing to do when yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So somehow she has survived over the many years, it looks like, and stays in the game. Oh, and a prosthetic arm. Because they've been in some crashes. Oh, I think that's right. And her skimmer has this kind of interesting shape. It's a little bit flared, like bird wings. And it's got this this front uh, that is angled down and sharp like a beak. Mm. So a little, little stylized, but you, you can see it. It, it looks, it looks kind of cool. And there's uh, chrome flourishes across the whole thing. And actually, l- let's describe Elta. You are standing next to this... N- brand new sleek skimmer that is straight off the showroom floor and looks a bit out of place here yeah it, it doesn't have dust on it for one thing yet which mm-hmm. yeah, this thing is out like, here doesn't happen very long yeah the the, the skimmer is is pretty sleek mm-hmm. and just perfect paint job and it's got these red uh, stripes of different widths you know multiple stripes mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. it and it's a little bit it's a little bit on the beefy side. It's meant to be like a touring skimmer mm. that you could take out on the open road. It's going to be good at high speeds and staying steady. Maybe not as good at cornering, though. Not as I good at cornering. Yeah. Okay. Relative to most of these others. Mm-hmm. And Elta, remind us what you're wearing. Well, I'm in my, my usual jumpsuit. I think I put on my bright orange sneakers to go with it. But then I also have a leather jacket from my old mentor that I'm wearing because I knew I was going out racing. Um, so I flip up the collar a little bit and you kind of, you can see on the back embroidered in these like patch letters it says make and suck as panic. And I <laughs> kind of hunch down over my bike, make sure that's on display. Um, yeah. Kind of look at the person next to me and kind of give him a grin with my translucent teeth. <laughs> as you're standing around, you notice Panther looking over at the back of your jacket. Mm. <laughs> yes. And she just kind of raises her eyebrows and nods. You know, what the sort of like a little like, all right. <laughs> I, it seems to appreciate your eclectic style. Okay. Canard, any observations about what you're seeing here? I'm probably more interested in uh, looking at the odds and evaluating the bikes that the other racers have. I'm curious if I can get these bikes to talk about themselves a little bit to the point where I can pass some useful information along to Elta. Yeah, I love it. Does everyone have a a pit boss or something, or is it mostly like Solo? I guess where's Canard in the scene is sort of my question. Hmm. Yeah, other people have have someone assisting them as well, Mm. or even a larger ensemble, (laughs) or even a crew. More like a crew or entourage, yes. (laughs) Titan's entourage is definitely paid to be there. Oh, absolutely. That's probably one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Uh-huh. He definitely is. He's counted. Okay. Yeah, he's brought extra people to outnumber the next biggest entourage. Uh-huh. 
Oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely that's absolutely the case. Titan, the brat, mm-hmm. uh, has been making the rounds, trash talking with other competitors. <laughs> and this guy's this guy's is like a young Weasley kid, and uh, just trying to show off. But and coming over to you, turns to Canard and says, "So, you had to bring your butler." <laughs> It appears you don't need to qualify for a license to participate in these races. Uh, what? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Dang. <laughs> I don't need a license to race. <laughs> and he just kind of shakes his head, a little confused, and walks off. <laughs> Thanks for that. Does, does anyone else react to that sick burn? Oh, yeah, who do you think reacts to that sick burn? Who's nearby? I I feel like it would be, it's got to be the Scud Twins, right? I think, so the Scud Twins are not too far off. And um, the pilot, Scud Drick, is, is covering their mouth with, with their hand. But it does, isn't stopping. It's just kind of cackling, laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then try to play it cool as soon as Titan turns their direction. Oh, of course. So, mm-hmm. um, so good. So let's talk about the race course. After you got there, you were transmitted a digital map uploaded to your comm and your helmet. And as you are getting ready and kind of discussing the map with Canard, Panther comes over to you, helmet off. Hey, I know you're a little bit new around here, and maybe you don't need my advice, but I can walk you through the legs of the race. Sure. I've never uh, raced this track before. I wouldn't mind a... Friendly heads up on things. So the terrain around here, the land that rises up from the ocean toward the mountain range behind you, is roughly formed into these huge stepped terraces, and you're located in a relatively flat area near the cliff of one of these terraces. And you're about 50 meters above the terrace below. Like, imagine a building about 15 stories tall. You're looking over that as Panther just walks you through the four stages, the four legs of the race. There's the tumble that takes you down this hill and onto the main terrace. There are the pillars that are basically winding your way in and out of the arches, (laughs) following the flares and so forth. And then the stairway as you double back and come back toward the arches, but climbing, stepping up arches until you can finally make a jump back up onto the upper terrace. That's really solid. And then in the fourth and final leg, it's known as the snakes. And so you speed back along the upper terrace in between the cliff and the forest that is always encroaching on the cliff. Mm. And then back to the finish line. And Panther gives you maybe little tips here and there just to kind of characterize things. It's not much more than you've gathered from the maps that you got. They clearly know what they're doing, though. Yeah, but it's a, it seems like a nice gesture. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. You're still going to beat him, though, right? Well, yeah. Canard, you get some query results back from these routines that you're running because you were trying to find out if that ship that was chasing you back in the Bathys system, what its status was. Yes. And it comes back. So you learn that this ship uh, called the Tall Cotton had docked at the Marduk Interstellar Station. Now, that's not the one that's... There's a small one that orbits Mm -hmm. Larsa here. Mm -hmm. This is like 
a way station that is just out on its own orbit around the star here. It's like an international travel hub, basically interstellar, really. And it's located near the jump gates that mm, they're okay. finishing building. So it's not super close, but you get confirmation there and you get the readout of the type of ship it is. It's mm. a decommissioned military ship. Mm. It's Ooh. nimble. They shouldn't be carrying weapons. Those, those have been removed <laughs> and the crew couldn't be that large, really. It's not a cargo ship. It was a little harder to find because it's not registered to that other consultancy. The way that you found it is you actually had to go into to try to do some analysis of... Um, ship profiles. Yeah, yeah, ship profiles, and um, and it's actually a very common profile. Mm. Okay. Well, I'll save this for after the race to share. <laughs> well, you chastise us, and then you get wrapped up in it. I love it. Now, there's been music thumping over these large speakers. The spectators... Oh, by the way, the spectators... There's at least a couple hundred people out here. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is uh, very popular. And, uh, you know, spread out mm-hmm. and so forth. The, um, now, the music stops for a moment, and over the speakers, you hear... Racers to your marks for race two. Racers to your marks. Okay, I think that's, that's my cue. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you on the other side. And I uh, hop on and... Go up to the starting line. I just find it entirely in keeping with our characters that Landon goes off and gets himself in trouble. Elta goes off and does something crazy and fun. And Kennard's the one who says, someone was chasing us. We should probably keep an eye on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I, I'm glad you're around. <laughs> Humans with short-term memory. 